An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound, they score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Seven zero two eight seven six. Is my mic on? Thirteen forty. Yeah. All right. Okay. I wasn't. I wasn't See that here. little red light? <laughs> there's a little that, red light. Well, that, there's a red light, but then I can't hear myself, so I was well, I was a little there, concerned about that. There's a red. The, there's a red light. You, the red light secret, was on. Uh, we, in our studio thirty one the other night, Darren Elliott's camera always had the red light. Well, he's, he's always he's a, on. He's and he's the guy you want the so mic he on. Like, he was like, um, "Am I always uh, on?" So anyway, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're good. So thirteen forty seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Call us right now. The lines are open. It is uh, a Tuesday, but because yesterday was a shorter show, we wanted to make sure that everybody had an opportunity to get through and uh, was not uh, missing out. So we pushed it back, and uh, this is your time. The first uh, half hour, the first segment of the VGK Insider Show falls on you. When you want to talk about uh, the preseason? Do you want to talk about uh, uh, what's happening, uh, whether the the lines uh, are falling into place that you love, uh, the goaltending, Logan Thompson? But I also, I'm going mm. to put something to you. And there's a couple of people on hold already. They may not be able to hear me, so I'll, I'll resurrect this when they come on. Something that you're really excited about and something that you go, we could tweak that. So, Two things. A little little bit of a challenge for you. Now that we're a couple of games of the preseason and we've gone through training camp, uh, a couple of uh, just tidbits for you uh, as we get into uh, the stri- big stretch of, uh, of games coming home uh, at T-Mobile Arena. So 702-876-1340. Chapman is working the phones right now. Uh, let's, uh, let's get her going right now, Chapman. Who do we have up front? Well... Should come as no surprise because he's usually the guy who bats lead off when we have it. You know, yeah. he bats lead off on the post game show. Stan, and who the hell, Stan? I was just guessing. Hey, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> There's Mike. Mike, uh, <laughs> be, before you before your comment, uh, I don't know whether we've fixed the issue with not being able to hear the show while you're on hold. No, we did okay, not. Good. Uh, I, I, so that makes sense that uh, that I tell you. I want to know something that you're excited about and something that maybe you'd like to be tweaked uh, going into the season. So a little bit of good. Uh, a whole well, lot of good, and then something that you might be able to tweak, and then we'll we'll get your comment, Mike. I don't think it's er- well. It's too early to say any particular veteran uh, has to step up his game. It's just way too early for that. Uh, what I'm I'm concerned about a couple of things, and first of all, I want everyone to know that seventy five percent of what I know about hockey comes from this show, and I thank you for doing this every weekday from four to six. So I want to get that out of the way, and I'm sure everybody agrees with me. But what I want to say is uh, I don't understand the the goaltending situation yet. Um, I don't know why 
we didn't see Logan Thompson well into the second period yesterday. Any reason for that, you think? Yeah, just ease him back in. There, There's a couple of ways you could have handled that. You could have played him the entire game. Uh, you could have played him the first two periods like they did the night before in San Jose. You could have played him a period uh, mm-hmm. and, and got him out there and not gone through an intermission where uh, there's the potential of getting a little tighter or, or, or cooling down. This is a guy who has not finished a game since before the NHL all-star break he got hurt in minnesota coming out of it he rehabbed he got back in and then injured himself late in the game against calgary in his first start after getting healthy and wasn't available uh, through the stanley cup playoffs he's coming back from significant injuries <clears throat> it's a situation where it's a little bit of mental and a whole lot of physical in there so if you have Six more preseason games, which was the number going into last night. Why not be patient with him? I would have loved to have seen him play the whole game and just get it out of the way. But given that he hasn't faced a game situation in seven months, I think it was prudent to to play him uh, less than full 60 minutes. Okay, all right. Do you expect Aiden Hill to play the whole game tomorrow, or do you? Well, I don't know. Uh, I haven't talked to the the coaching staff about that, but uh, Aiden making his first preseason appearance when you've got five games left, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Aiden played the first two periods or the first, uh, first half of the game, and they handled it very similarly to what uh, Logan Thompson went through because of the fact that He's getting himself back into into the groove, and he had his own uh, bouts and challenges with injury. So I, I would I, I'm with you. I would love to see him play the full sixty, but it might be prudent on the conservative side to just see get a start, and then at the end of camp, they both play. Maybe they 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 split the final four games. Okay, I can handle uh, any of that, and and hope that. Logan, by October 10th, is ready to play, obviously, because yeah. he will be needed well, it's gonna a be great important. deal. He'll, he'll play the full game the next time. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure he play. will. And he wants to, he wants to play. But uh, I think mentally and, and physically, but, but between the years, getting out there, feeling it again, and leaving uh, under his own decision-making with the, with the team, like he wasn't forced to leave the game, that, that was a victory last night. Okay. Now, the other is an observation that I think a lot of my fellow fans who are casual fans and really don't know sports in general will make the assumption that Sheldon Rample is on Coach Cassidy's radar. He's mentioned him, and he's played extremely well. And yet he and Gage Quinney led the team in scoring at at the Henderson level last year in the American League. And at 28... No matter how well they play, is it fair to say they would not get into the major league lineup? Sheldon Rempel's played 12 games in the National Hockey League. So that's more than just uh, dipping your toe in, but it's not quite a cup of coffee. And mm-hmm. he, he hasn't scored uh, in any of his 12 National Hockey League games. Uh, so there's don't get overwhelmed by what we've seen in camp and uh, and the 
uh, message coming from uh, the coaches and, and some of us uh, because we were really excited about him. That was that was a great play last night. That was a great shot. He he mm-hmm. can, he can he can score. That he is a scorer. But to to expect him to make this team would be a very optimistic proposal mm-hmm. at at this point. Good story in camp. Great story in camp. I don't put him with. Uh, the group of the Cotters and the Bersons and the Dorofievs in, in vying for an NHL job out of camp. And, and, and just has, to wrap it up, we uh, we obviously had two those guys. Well, we have, we we had two games in a row where fatigue had to play some part in in both of them, and now we've got two teams coming to town who just came back from Australia. And the Kings yeah. and the Coyotes. Let's see how they handle the hangover. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any fatigue factor, Mike. Uh, to be honest, in the first two games, you, you travel on game day, but yeah, but uh, but I don't think there's uh, necessarily a fatigue uh, element to that. It throws you out of your routine a little bit, but uh, they were largely to- totally different uh, rosters. Uh, Paletti, uh, welcome back. Uh, how is your experience uh, watching the National Hockey League in your continent, in your country, in your hemisphere? I mean, it definitely looks good on TV. I wasn't able to make it down for financial reasons, unfortunately. But I had a couple of friends who went, and they said it was one of the best experiences of of their entire lives. Um, as, as I, I'm absolutely glad to hear that, and I can't wait for the NHL to come back next year. I mean, two sellouts. Well, maybe, maybe not next year. That might be a little bit too optimistic, but uh, they'll be back, and I'll I'll make sure that I'm uh, I'm there next time. Now, I've got a question for you, Darren. Um, the city that the NHL was in over the weekend down here in Australia, you've been pronouncing – how do you pronounce it, right? Because you've been pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, Stephen, he's actually having some headset problems. He couldn't hear you. Um, but I, I will relay the question to Darren so he can answer it for you. <laughs> Stephen wants to know how you pronounce the name of the city. I'm sorry, Paletti wants to know how you pronounce the name of the city that they played in over the weekend. Uh, Cavendish. <laughs> ah, that was good, wasn't it? No, that, 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 that was good what, wasn't he a bike, a, a bicyclist? Uh, Melbourne. So you actually pronounce it Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, he's... He, Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne? Melbourne. Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you don't pronounce it Melbourne. Uh, just like you don't away. pronounce it yeah. I, I give myself you, you Americans a little keep on doing these weird things. On <laughs> he says, "Well, Darren's Canadian, so don't lump me and Ryan in with him." <laughs> yeah, we're 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 Commonwealth brothers. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. I pronounced it wrong, but I I had no no illusions of pronouncing it correctly. So there's me. <laughs> okay. Um, now the second thing I wanted to talk about is um, geez, Vegas. Vegas could be in a little bit of. Uh, be in a little bit of trouble this season because uh, there was a report that came out last night from an outlet in New Zealand uh, called Stuff that shows that uh, Bill Foley might be looking at taking control of an A-League team down here. And I, for one, am very excited by that prospect. Well, I, that that would be an interesting one. I, what, can you can you shed a little bit more context into uh, what what uh, what type of team is that? I'm not familiar. So the A-League's uh, football, soccer. Um, okay. The APL, who runs the A-League uh, men's and women's competition, shortened to the A-League here in Australia, I've been looking at expansion side. 
um, and a return to Auckland in New Zealand to go with the team that currently exists in Wellington. Um, and Bill Foley, uh, based on this report last night, is said to be the frontrunner to take the license for that team. I mean, that would be interesting. I think for, you know, with, with Bill Foley, as you've seen with the Who's Golden next? Knights, whatever whatever direction he goes in, in terms of a venture, he, uh, he he throws everything into it. So uh, whatever te- that team would be successful because Bill Foley's been successful in everything that he's done. Yeah, that, that's, exactly, that's exactly my thought. It's just, is he going to take his attention away from Vegas? They've got the cuff. Who knows? Uh, no, I don't no. think so. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I think if if you're Bill Foley, I think that uh, you know you you saw how fun it was to win a Stanley Cup. You had that prediction come through, uh, and I think right now it's about the next one and the next one and the next one, uh, plural, because that's what I think this organization's focused on. And it it it's a great ability to hold something above your other entities and say we need to be like that. Right now, everybody's trying to measure up. To the VGK uh, in the uh, in the sports uh, group right now. Uh, thanks for the for the call, uh, Plenty. That's awesome. It was some good back and forth. Considering I couldn't hear you for for half of it, but we got that uh, figured out. Charlie, you're on line three Hello, on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, one thing I I can't uh, hear the show while I'm on hold. Yeah, we we're we're working on that. I couldn't hear the show live uh, two minutes ago, so <laughs> so we're making progress, slow progress here, but but progress. But we we are aware of that and we're endeavoring to rectify it because it, it sucks when you're on hold have, for a while. Yeah, the question I have is if come come talk signs with the knights, is he going to put us over the salary cap? So there's, uh, it depends on what happens out of camp. I can't say anything because I don't know definitively in the sense of if everybody's healthy, uh, if uh, we got one or two players out on long-term or, uh, or injured reserve, then, then there could be some, some mixing in there. Now, they're, they're tight. Like it's it's uh, mm-hmm. a, a challenge, and that's going to be one of the challenges for Max Comtois if he makes the team negotiating a contract. He's going to be uh, very aware of the limitations of his earning potential with this team. Because didn't he leave the Ducks because of money? Yeah, there's there was uh, they didn't qualify him uh, on his contract, which made him uh, a free agent. Uh, that uh, that was the issue there. So a, a little bit of money, and there was uh, just a uh, the two sides amicably uh, agreed to to go different ways. Now, th- and he's not the only guy that's had challenges uh, with Anaheim uh, right now. Uh, like Nick Hag last year, who was negotiating a contract during training camp, uh, they they've had uh, challenges with uh, Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale, uh, who uh, missed the start of training camp, and and that's there, there's some hardball and negotiations going on there. And Nick Hag had to go down that path and and uh, work out an agreement that was fair to everybody, uh, with a similar thing that that Comtois is facing in the sense that there's not a lot of cash because of where this team spends to the cap. Right. Any update on White Cloud's uh, upper body injury? I have not heard anything. And the team did not practice today, and there was no availability. And that will uh, happen tomorrow morning ahead of the game uh, tomorrow night against Los Angeles. So I expect to get an update uh, tomorrow when we all get back to the rink. But I can't, I can't help thing, you on that. Yeah. The other thing, Darren, is usually have some inside information on injuries. I was concerned when Thompson got hurt in February that he was out for 90 days. 
all he told us was lower body injury. Is this something that could be lingering? Is it a hip, a groin, a hamstring, knee? Do you have any idea how is he possibly uh, facing some uh, future problems with the injury he had? Well, I, I think it's a, a situation where he's got to uh, rehab it, or then, then, then if it doesn't uh, go down the, that, that path uh, where it's healthy and reliable, then eventually players uh, would have some surgery. But as for uh, the uh, exact location of the injury, I don't think it's an ankle. Uh, but it could be any of the other ones that you talk about, like hammer, uh, uh, groin, or uh, it could be a quad muscle. It could be could be hip. Like the way he reacted on on both situations made it uh, made me think that it was it could have been any one of those uh, situations. But I'm very happy uh, that he's gone through a full training camp. I'm very happy that uh, he was at uh, at development camp this summer. Like that that's unusual for a, for a goaltender, a National Hockey League goaltender, to be at your development camp. But to, he volunteered to, to be out there uh, with the guys in August, and he was at the captain's skate. So uh, my, my confidence has been soothed throughout when it comes to, as we've gone along with Logan Thompson, but there's still mile markers. Uh, that that he has to has to get by uh, to make sure that uh, that everybody's uh, ready to rock uh, for the start of the season on October 10th. Right, I was just hoping it isn't going to yeah. be something chronic. Yeah, or I agree. Stretches wrong. It's a hamstring or a groin. You're, and I find uh, the the biggest way to avoid that is don't do anything because uh, <laughs> like, don't stretch, <laughs> don't exercise, and my groins uh, my, my groins have been almost uh, perfect. Uh, since I've gone down on that road. Uh, thanks, Charlie. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to line number one. Who's on line number one? I can't see from there. Stephanie. Stephanie. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. pretty good. So uh, I, I I wanted to hear what you guys think about this because as I was watching, flash listening to the last two games, I feel like it's really hard to judge our goalies when we have such a, like, not jumbled, but, like, such a mix of AHL players in the lineup, just because it felt like last season, right, so much of the uh, team was focused on a lot of support for the goalie, a lot of defensive um, the defensive support for the goalie. So when we have such a mixed kind of lineup, it feels like they're not going to get the same amount of support that that we'll see during the regular season. Am I like way off there, or am I? Oh, play scrambly, and you you give up certain advantages that you hope that you wouldn't surrender during the course of the National Hockey League season. But that said, that's an opportunity for goaltenders to make saves. Uh, Bussy in, in Boston the other day, a uh, college kid uh, who just turned pro, uh, shut out the New York Rangers and made a spectacular save. And he's the talk right, right now of the Boston Bruins uh, because he, he had a splendid uh, preseason game and because he was faced with different challenges and extreme uh, shots against him, uh, he was able to to seize that, uh, that opportunity. So uh, I think every goaltender would tell you in a training camp environment, Stephanie, you would like the opportunity to face a lot of shots compared to minimal shots because you're not mm. going to be able to – your margin for error on minimal shots, you let in two on 14, that doesn't mm-hmm. look as good. But if you allow two on 36 and you stop three breakaways and it's scrambling in front of you and you're bailing the guys out, that, that, that's a huge 
huge performance. And I, I think to a guy, you, you're rolling the dice a little bit, but to a guy, yeah, that that's a, a, a big edge if you can do that. So it, it looks scrambly, and it may not be the way you'd play and certainly Bruce Cassidy wouldn't want that uh, execution, that performance during the regular season. But in training camp, boy, it, it, it's right there uh, for a goaltender to, to have a moment. Mm-hmm. It's reps. Well, and- it, it really is what it boils down to. It's reps for goaltenders, and it's reps in different situations. And, you know, I, I think uh, if you were to ask Logan Thompson, he probably wanted to see a little bit more in, just in terms of volume that, that he saw last night. But I, I thought, you know, you kind of look at the progression, Yuri Patera from – uh, how he played in San Jose to to where he was at against Colorado. Things were a little bit more tightened up for the Golden Knights. Um, and I thought Yuri Patera played well last night. Yeah, I mean, and I, I said it on the post game, uh, the extended post game show yesterday. Like, um, it, there was that one really, really scrambly penalty kill where two broken sticks. Haig had um, you know, not his own stick, and um, that was, you know, they ended up scoring on it. But that sequence of itself, they, they saved it. But the rest of the game was just a really tame game. Like, I, I don't know. It was just a game uh, that they didn't feel like there was a lot to pull out off of really much. I would say low event hockey. That's the way I would describe <laughs> last night. Low <laughs> event hockey. I could use I a couple of other terminologies, uh, <laughs> terms, but uh, they wouldn't be as... Mm, middle of the road as low event hockey. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that uh, Boy, politically that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. I, it's it's uh, it's it's right uh, right in the middle where you need to be, Darren. Yeah, well I'm done. not sure. I'm not sure either team got much out of last night, like from an evaluation no. standpoint. Really, no, I don't think shaking so off some, beyond shaking off some rust. Rempel played well. Yeah. Carmier scored. Uh, there's there's mm-hmm. some some individual, and that's how you judge it. Uh, White Cloud gets hurt, so that's that's part of the story. Logan Thompson plays half the game, uh, but if you're watching that, you're not saving that one on the DVR. Let, let's uh, let's put it that way. Sal, no. uh, on line number four on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, as we uh, continue to uh, take calls, seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. A line open. Uh, Sal, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. I missed you guys. Um, Cheers to hopefully having a great season coming up. Uh, My question is, because I haven't been watching the preseason games, I mean, following it a little bit, I don't put much stock, just stay healthy. Can Vegas, for the first time in our short existence, develop that young, exciting goal scorer that, We've, we haven't had yet, and who could it be? Um, I know we traded the obvious Nick Suzuki for, for, uh, for Pacioretty back in the day. Cody Glass never really made it, but who could that guy be? All right, now I think you're talking a homegrown talent. Yeah. It, it revolves around a, a Paul Cotter. Uh, can he take his game to another level from a statistical standpoint and hit the 20-goal mark? 25 goal mark. Uh, I think that potential is there. Pavel Dorofiev uh, scored seven goals last year in in a great stretch. Uh, consistency is going to be uh, a, a challenge for him. He was on a 30 goal pace uh, last year. Brendan Brisson is uh, a, a second year pro now uh, who has improved his overall game remarkably uh, from a year ago. He, when you turn pro, you get that taste. You realize what needs to happen to excel at the next level. He put in the work. He did it last year, and 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 I'm excited about him. 
can Brisson crack the lineup this year if there was, say, an opening because of an injury? Well, I, I think he's going to get a look this year. I would be shocked if Brendan Brisson doesn't make his National Hockey League debut this year. I think I think that is part of the path that we're seeing. If he does his part, but mm-hmm. does he play a full season in the National Hockey League? That's more that's more of a challenge uh, for Brendan Brisson. But if if you're asking, am I going to see him? in a Golden Knight uniform after October 10th, taking that uh, that hero lap uh, at the start of warm-up, I think there, there's, a, there's a pretty good chance with uh, with different uh, players. Depends on also who, who comes out of the lineup or who is uh, hurt, and you want to try and slot the same type of player in. But uh, I, I think uh, we're looking at a path where uh, Brisson could, could play. Great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to attending more Silver Knights games this year and and uh, paying more attention to there because um, we have a lot of veterans and I don't expect any of them to decline, but they will age eventually and it'd be, it's going to be an exciting... I'm looking way into the future, I apologize, but I'm excited to see the next generation of Golden Knights eventually and see if we can do something just incredible and just prolong this success year after year after year. So that's where my focus is. We got the defense down. We got the young, talented defensive core. No no worries about that. Yeah, the, the, the defenseman cupboard is overflowing right now. And, yeah, and it's, it's, getting, it's and ridiculous. The, the, uh, the, the defenseman fruit is ripening up, and it's, it's right there uh, right now. Forwards, you, you got a good crew. That Henderson team is going to be – Really fun to watch this year. If Sheldon mm-hmm. Rempel is is down there, he's a guy that can score 25, 30 goals. Uh, he's exciting. Mason Morelli is a really – you saw him a bit last night. Uh, I'm hoping yep. to see – I'm hoping after what we saw last night, he gets in a couple of more games. Uh, he's a talented guy. He won the Calder Cup with the Hershey Bears last year. So he's coming in from the outside. He's got a ring, just like all the guys in the National Hockey League are getting a, a, a fresh <laughs> uh, ring. And then you've got the uh, the Dorfeevs. Ron Beer. Don't, don't forget about Ron Beer. Can he be yeah, a little more yeah. dynamic? Uh, he, is the, he is the ultimate coach's dream. He's safe. He's good. He's structured. Can he become a little more dynamic uh, in in his game? But there's there's a lot of guys, uh, Adam Cracknell, uh, that are going to be able to give that Henderson uh, team uh, a big boost going into Gage Quinney, uh, another one. Uh, I think Gage Quinney, you could see him up uh, in, in the National Hockey League this year uh, as well. A smooth skating agent. That's what uh, that's what he is. That's his summer league team over at City National Arena. The smooth skating agents they are stacked. Uh, Gage Quinney's been on fire this summer, and uh, I'm uh, I'm thinking that uh, that he could get back into the mix like he was a couple of years ago. Uh, Rob, let's go to line number two on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey guys, glad you're back. Thanks. And uh, preseason hockey is better than no hockey at all. So I'll take what I can get. Hmm. Talking about injuries, does hockey not do like the injury report, let's say like the NFL? No. I mean, where the NFL is so no, in-depth about it. Do the Does hockey not do it like that because they don't want to put a target on the guy when he comes back okay. to other teams yes. to go at them? That's exactly why. And the guy, I've told this story, the guy that started it was Pat Quinn who was being pestered mm. by Howard Berger, a uh, radio reporter in Toronto, 
And Pat and Howie didn't have the greatest of relationships. And Howie went back wanting the clarification of an injury. And finally, uh, the big Irishman, I love my Pat Quinn, uh, uh, naughty up in the heavens. Uh, Pat said, it's, it's lower body. He wasn't even trying to, to make it a thing. He just he wasn't going to give Howard Berger the satisfaction of, <laughs> of knowing what that injury was to a Toronto Maple Leafs. So tongue-in-cheek, Howard Berger got the lower body response from Pat Quinn. Well, in Toronto, everything happens, gets out to everywhere else. Other coaches heard it. At first, they were like, oh, I'll, I'll follow Pat. I'll crack a joke. It's lower lower body. We'll have some fun uh, with, with, with Pat. And almost uh, taking a, a little poke at Pat. Uh, we'll follow through. Then two weeks later, it became upper body. We'd never heard that before. <laughs> and, and three weeks after that, it was status quo. Lower body, upper body. And that's as much as you were going to get. And now it's developed into it's. It, they've always hid injuries uh, or tried to limit the uh, uh, availability of a specific injury. Get out there because guys will target it. Uh, if your t- guy's got a foot injury and he's blocking a shot, you might waste one at his foot, at, at, his, at his blade, or uh, or you might uh, give a guy a shot in the shoulder. It, it happens all the time. It happens at every level almost uh if if you if you know about it and it's it's dirty but it's competing yeah. uh, uh the the idea though why they aren't specific as opposed to the national F- football league is purely the relationship to gambling uh the national football league uh is is upfront with it because of uh there's so much money wagered on those games that it's mandatory to know, because yeah, if you, you find out, if you find out, imagine a lower body injury to uh, Josh Jacobs, and and you don't know how severe that lower body injury is, and it affects, like it could affect the line big time, or like casinos mm-hmm. want it, and uh, sportsbooks want it, and the 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 health of of uh, the integrity of the game, they want it. Hockey hasn't got to that stage yet. I hope it does, quite honestly, because I would like to be able to tell you exactly what the injuries are, but it's not there yet. That's why there's a difference between the National Hockey League and the specificity of the NFL. Yeah, it makes sense. Another thing, you guys should do a montage of Bruce's facial expressions during the game. I crack up when I watch it. You could just see what's running through his head. When he kind of rolls his eyes and he looks up, <laughs> I just I just find it funny when I watch him. Okay, Rob, here, here's my and I've thrown this around the office a little bit. Ashley and I and Garrett and India. Uh, my my goal is at some point because the two most expressive coaches in the National Hockey League, and I'm not talking tirades or anything. I'm just talking minute by minute, reacting to the game. Any play, good, bad, indifferent. The two most expressive coaches are Bruce Cassidy and my good friend Dean Evison uh, in Minnesota mm. with with the Wild. Now Dino can he he can take it to the nth degree. He can he can pop a, a top off and go furnace uh, on us. Uh, but but the same type of mannerisms. He reacts to everything. Uh, Dean Dean's funny too. Uh, he doesn't watch his own team in the shootout. 
uh, or mm. he doesn't watch the other team. It's one of those two. It's it's he's got some unique uh, uh, approaches. So what I've what I've talked about is when when Vegas and Minnesota play, and we got Script Sports doing the broadcast. I would love to have those like two little boxes in the uh, in the <laughs> corners, yeah. and have okay. and have one camera following Butch and one camera mm. calling uh, following Dino. And to be able to just watch those guys, I think I think it would be funny. Now, Butch probably wouldn't think it would be as funny. Julie, for sure, would think that uh, that I've lost my mind. <laughs> his wife and uh, and Dean wouldn't be pleased with me at all. And we'd have to go out for uh, a couple of beers to settle uh, our differences. But I think it would be totally entertaining because of how involved those two guys. Some guys, they're behind the bench. You don't even know there's a game on. Like, yeah. by, but you're watching them, and they're. Are, are they in the same building I'm in? They don't react at all. And and Butch, I bet you he puts on ten thousand steps walking up the bench, uh, up and down the bench <laughs> during a game. I wonder what his uh, his step count is. I'll have to ask him one day uh, to, to, him. to to check it out before a game and then after a game to see what it is. And Dino for sure, uh, like he he he'll call the other coach over. Uh, he'll call the other team uh, or the referees or anything. He's he's full on. So that would be that would be an awesome thing if I could ever push it through. It would be great. It really would. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. That's uh, Rob uh, on uh, line three. Uh, we have a couple lines open. We're probably up against the clock right now, right? Because I've got the big clock right in front of me. Four thirty-three and forty-four seconds. I just I was running through those names of. Yeah. What we're going to see. and the, the guys that uh, whether it's uh, Tim Speltz and Kelly McCrimmon, uh, you've got Von Carpen, the assistant general manager. Uh, they they all work with with Vegas and 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 Henderson. With Ryan Craig's first year as head coach, they've done a yeah. really good job giving him some veteran pieces to work with this year adding those pieces uh, in. And I'm excited about not just seeing the guys that, that we've watched for the last couple of years, but I'm, I'm excited to see the, the progress of Rempel from last year, this year uh, in Henderson. I'm excited to see uh, Morelli. Uh, I'm excited to uh, see what Gearston uh, can do. He's a forward slash defenseman, and boy, is he tough. Have you seen him uh, yeah. at practice? Uh, I, yes. I went up and talked to him, but just about the the difference between uh, playing defense and playing forward. Mm. He he grew up as a mm-hmm. defenseman three or four years ago. Chris Knobloch uh, in the Hartford Wolfpack of the American Hockey League put him up front, and he's been primarily a forward. Then uh, since then, he he loves the the straight lines going at it. But then at practice the other day, he was on the blue line because they had a couple of guys out, uh, so mm-hmm. he slid back in there. But uh, but uh, this uh, this will tell you like the guy is just chiseled. I, and I can't, yeah. I can't believe anybody would would scrap that guy, or go go against him. And, and he he will assert himself in that mm-hmm. lineup and make sure that the the talented uh, goal scorers have got some space. And uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a great thing as well. Because Jermaine Lowen uh, uh, didn't re- isn't returning to Henderson, but uh, 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 Gertson is going to be there, and he'll be able to make sure everybody's. Uh, Mining their manners around the Golden Knights and Henderson Silver Knight uh, players out there. 
Yeah, I, I think that, you know, you kind of hit it on the head, right? You've got Ryan Craig in, in his first capacity as a as a head coach. And I think you, you've put a lot of really strong pieces in, in Henderson and, and pieces that should help that team continue to progress and continue to, de- to develop because as, as you know as we've talked about part of development is is winning and learning how to win and understanding all those aspects and it's not just development for the players it's development also for Ryan Craig as he kind of continues to move in in that trajectory with his coaching career so you want to have veteran players you want to have uh, a cohesive team and I think for the Golden Knights uh, what they're going to have in Henderson should be fun this year and and you know you got like individual players that you're hoping to take another step and another step toward their goal to get to the National Hockey League. You know, the Vegas Golden Knights have the deepest, best blue line in the NHL. When you look at that Henderson core and all the prospects and all the prospects that are knocking on the door, you might have the same thing, the envy of the American Hockey League on all those prospects wanting a shot in the the National Hockey League and uh, and really uh, just a step away from becoming a full-time NHL. I'll, I'll tell you about Adam Cracknell when we continue. Uh, let's take a break. It's the VGK Insider Show. Thanks for your uh, response today. That was awesome. That was fun. Uh, love it. Uh, Mike and uh, Charlie and Sal and Stephanie. Uh, Plenty. Uh, that was uh, a lot of fun, uh, and I'm probably forgetting somebody there. You forgot uh, Charlie. Charlie. And, yeah, don't leave out Charlie. You said Charlie. I said Charlie. You said Charlie. Well, he's got such a great voice, you got to say it twice. You forgot Sal. Or maybe I think Rob. I said Sal. I thought he said Sal. I, you know, I did forget Rob. I knew I forgot Sal. By the way, yeah, why don't you tell people why you couldn't hear? It popped out of my headphones. Okay. Thing. It was <laughs> operator error. The, the cord popped out. I don't know. how. Have you ever seen that happen before? No. No, but it, the timing of it was impeccable. Yeah, it was, it was how did, perfect. How did, the cord, how did the cord pop out? I don't, I don't think know. we know. Yeah. It pops. Okay. It, the, it's the cord that pops into the actual headset. It wasn't the cord mm. that goes into the, the, the jack. So it was okay. bizarre. So neither one of us could figure out. Not that well we're done, ex- expert IT people. Uh, we'll continue. I've got the Adam Cracknell uh, rundown. Just, boy, if you you think you love hockey, you're a step behind Adam Cracknell, and that's not a shot at anybody. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I'm going to talk to Keegan Colasar just to the side tomorrow. I want to pick his brain on something. You heard the Sheldon Rempel call on the goal last night, which came in large part to the assistance of Colasar, who is screening the goaltender at the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, and Chris Chapman. I want to know, as a right-handed shot, Rempel lets it go, and he shoots it short side. How does Colasar know? Because he didn't just stand in front of the net. He jumped to the to the side to free up a little bit more room there. How does he know, or is he guessing, or is he reading the release to go to the far side instead of the short side? Because if he jumps to the short side, he mm-hmm. he blocks the shot. I, I'm just yeah. the intricacies of the game, and that can't be something that there's a tell where there's hey you always go short side. Uh, Darren Elliott believes because he was uh, represents a right-handed shot that the angle is better for the short side. I know goalies tend to use that as a basis for when they're trying to look around a screen uh, because to to go on the far side if you're a right-handed shot it goes across the axis and there's less of an angle there. Uh, that is certainly a theory uh, that's out there, but you that's from a goaltender, and sure. the goaltender 
moved to the wrong side last night, and and Kolasar went to that to that other side. So just curious about uh, getting a, a little more detail into what happens in the matter of a second on the ice. Yeah, I'll be interested to see you know kind of what what he says on that because it, it is an intriguing thought. Like if it were you know Nick Waugh or Will Carrier, I feel like you know tendencies is is where you can go yep. in that direction because they've played together so much. But you know Keegan Kolasar hasn't spent a lot of time or really much time playing with Sheldon Rempel, but he was able to to make the right play. It's it's a big play for Kolasar, just kind of, you take away the goaltender's eyes, you, 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 you force them into a situation where they have to guess. They guess wrong and Vegas scores, so you like that. But uh, yeah, I'll be intrigued to, to kind of see what Kolasar has to say on that one. Unless he's just jumping out of the way and moving to the middle of the ice and, and there Maybe. for a rebound, that, that could be it too. Uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. because if that puck doesn't go in and it bounces to the top of the crease, he was right there uh, for any loose puck uh, opportunity uh, for him. So it, it might be there. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pick uh, Keegan's brain on that. He'll be really excited to see me coming over. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I just uh, just excited to be able to chat with, Loves you, with huh? the old Mallard. Yeah, well, a couple yeah. of Mallard type of guys. Uh, yeah, there is. We got Adam Cracknell. Now, mm-hmm. Adam Cracknell is being brought in uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, I believe it's an American Hockey League contract. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. He would have to sign uh, up top. I'll, I'll double-check that. Adam Cracknell played with Ryan Craig in the American mm-hmm. Hockey League. But Adam Cracknell is a hockey lifer. 38. He's mm-hmm. played for 16 pro teams or Olympic teams outside the National Hockey League. 16 teams. Wow. He's played for seven NHL teams. So do the math on that. Like you're 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 you start in 2019-20, so we'll go we'll go 18 years. That's that's huge. That's 23 teams. That's not, not not every team yeah. for a full year. Like the he he was an Olympian for Team Canada uh, at the last yeah. Olympics. That that's a that's a tournament uh Tournament team, but 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 I'll add it in. Uh, he played in Denmark, uh, the Danish league. He played in the KHL, but in in North America, he's played for Omaha, uh, Las Vegas Wranglers. I remember seeing yeah. him play for the Wranglers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Peoria, Chicago, yep. Springfield, Hartford, Laval, uh, Marley's in Toronto, uh, San Diego, uh, Bakersfield, Tucson, Henderson, uh, Quebec. Uh, he played, and then in the NHL, it's St. Louis. Columbus, Vancouver, Edmonton, Dallas, did a good run in Dallas, the Rangers, and Anaheim. Uh, very, very solid player, but a player that could have packed it in a long time ago. Maybe he just likes collecting jerseys. Well, well there's that. No, I think he and loves just, hockey. Just, well, loves, that too. just yeah. loves hockey. Yeah, but he's got to have yeah. a great jersey collection. Who knows whether he's got them all. What was, it, what was the team he played for in, in Denmark? What are they called? Don't know. Uh, oh. Don't know. I just wrote down Denmark, probably because I couldn't. I, I would, I would say this is more a story about how much Adam Cracknell loves loves hockey. hockey. Yeah, loves playing. Because there's hockey. not a there's not a lot of what would you call sparks and uh, uh, bright lights and big city uh, going on here uh, in mm-hmm. Peoria and Springfield mm-hmm. and Hartford. Uh, no Bakersfield, no Tucson. Oh, he so, played yeah. for the Chinese team in the uh, yeah, KHL. KHL. Yeah, and the Danish team is called Esberg Energy. 
But I just I think it's it's such a great asset for Ryan Craig, who they they played yeah. together in 2014-15, uh, Cracknell and Craig. Uh, that's just going to be huge uh, for Ryan Craig when he's getting a message across. Hey, the the veteran guy is is right there uh, coming uh, on board of that. Uh, there's a little bit of insight into how an organization makes sure the young guys uh, have role models, and Adam Cracknell is a mentor and a huge asset to the players and mm-hmm. to the coaching staff and a first-year uh, head coach. It's the VGK Insider Show. Come up and set up our number two next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.